I'm all wound up today. Oh, all wound up today. All wound up. Uh, for numerous reasons. Numerous reasons. Uh, first and foremost, welcome on a Friday. A blustery, kind of snow globy looking Friday out there, which uh, is not a bad thing. Uh, although I did see uh, the long-range forecast, and it's going to be nippy. So hide the naughty bits because it's going to be uh, it's going to be kind of cold. Uh, but a lot of stuff to get to today. Going to hear from Aaron Rodgers today. Our good old boy Matt Mitchell is going to do some betting with us today. Speaking of betting, Ben Kenny, I think I won last night. Correct me if I'm wrong. You did. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, Purdy Mania has taken over the uh, the Bay Area, isn't it? Holy mackerel. Two touchdowns again last night. And they had the, uh, boy, uh, Geno Smith, he uh, started off like uh, a ball of fire, didn't he? And he has come crashing back down to earth. Then again, he was playing the number one ranked defense in the National Football League. But they were able to run the ball. The 49ers were. They were able to throw the ball. And they get a 21-13 uh, win last night. Uh, and knock off the Seahawks. You know what that means. You know what that means. The Green Bay Packers are one step closer. It's now 13.2%. Did you see that, Ben? I did not see that, believe it or not. 13.2% says that the Packers can possibly make it into the postseason. There you go. Uh, I was watching this morning, as I do most mornings, but I was flipping around specifically because I wanted to see what was being said, if anything, about the Packers. And sure enough, it always comes up. It always does. And there is hardly anybody, any, I mean anybody, that believes the Packers can win out. Just thought I'd throw it out there. If the Packers do this, it will be, uh, I don't want to say shocking, because the word shocking I think is far overused. But it will be a somewhat uh, rather fortified surprise, might be the best way to put it, for many, because they just don't think the Packers can do it. And they point to uh, Christmas Day. They point down to that Miami game. they just like, yeah, they're not going to beat Miami. Not going to happen down there. Uh, the Packers don't play traditionally well in Florida, and it's just not going to happen. And then uh, half of the panel on both, really, <coughs> excuse me, believe that the Packers aren't even going to win on Monday night. They don't even believe the Packers are going to win on Monday night. How about that? So uh, we got that. Then, then last night you've got to the Badgers getting a win, knocking off Lehigh, 78-56. They've won four straight now. And what? so the whole Jordan Davis discussion this morning, Ben, were you in on that? Now, I didn't catch the end of the, the show today. I know that uh, they had Mike Clemens on, uh, Evo and Rowdy did. Did you get into that discussion? No. I was drawn into that this morning at about 7.30. I was unaware of the discussion. I had a lot of other okay. stuff going on. But I heard about it late, uh, the Jordan Davis versus Connor Asijan question. Okay. So I don't know what's it. Let me, let me give you my explanation on this. Jordan Davis, Connor Asijan. So it's not that I don't think Asijan is a good player because I do. I just think Jordan Davis is. If you're going to start somebody, that's what the question was. Would you start him? Doesn't mean you're not going to play him. But if I'm going to start somebody, I think Jordan Davis is more the all-round player. I think he can score. I think he can handle the basketball. But I also think he plays a better defensive end than the season does. That's That was my argument to all of this. So, if you, I mean, you could flip a coin, really, and just say, okay, and it wouldn't be a bad move. 
But I just think that Jordan Davis has the more polished, more all-round game than I do a Seijin. Does that make sense? I agree completely. There, there also is really? not. Oh, there's not a I bigger. Thought, I thought for sure you would have started. The, I thought you started all of this. Like you, you dipped your toe into a pond, pissed everybody off like you usually do, and just, <laughs> it just, it just started all of this. So the fact that you agree with me, it, it really quite make me, quite frankly, makes me rethink my whole stance. But uh, I understand it. <laughs> Well, I think this all started. There's not a bigger Jordan Davis person than than myself. And I was saying last year that all of his shots looked good, even though he shot like 15 percent where like like they look good. He was due. They just weren't going in. And it's hard to argue the stats of that. Uh, So not a bigger Jordan Davis person entering the season than myself. And I love what he's done. I love him in the starting lineup. He's shooting the ball. Well, four of six from deep last night. Like Mm -hmm. if you get that from him, that's huge. I right. love a Seijin. He reminds me of Kyle Korver in some ways mm-hmm. where he doesn't create his own shot, but if he's open, he'll hit it. The defense thing is what differentiates it. Uh, so that was going on. Then la- what the hell happened to the Bucks last night? Holy mackerel. John Morant. It's not like John Morant went off. He only had, I think, like 25 points. But holy mackerel, watching that game, it was just, it, it was turnovers and bad shooting, and they were getting a lot of fast break points. The Grizzlies were. It's like, what the hell? Because I'm I'm sitting in a bar last night. Did you see my? Uh, I posted it on Reels last night. I don't normally do a lot of Reels. You know, I'm, I'm getting in more and more into the Instagram Reel story stuff over on Facebook as well. But I'm doing more Instagram stuff. So I sat down there last night. And I was really contemplating what I wanted to drink, and I just. As much as I thought about doing like a whiskey or a beer, I just thought, you know what? I had pulled out. I was going through the bottles that we had left over from, uh, which are numerous, from the party. And I came across the bottle of Moscato from Forgotten Fire Winery. I'm like, you know what? It's a Moscato kind of night. So I sat down, poured a glass, sat there and watched the games, flipping back and forth. And I, I was I was watching both. And I, I was watching the, the Bucks game. And the Bucks are down 10. Flip back over. I was watching a football game. Flip back over the Bucks game, and the Bucks were down twenty. Flip back over, Bucks were down fifty. Like what the heck? Did the Bucks just quit? You know, I couldn't believe it. But Bucks got waxed last night. It's only one game. Yeah, it's a really scheduled cares. loss. Yeah, it is what it is. Giannis only with nineteen last night. Right. Uh, oh, speaking of that, I, and I posted it hardcore this morning. Uh, and you sent this to me, and I saw it. It's been kind of going, uh, blowing up a little bit on uh, on Twitter. I saw. But uh, Draymond Green is an ass. We already knew he was an ass, but now it's proof that he's an ass because the Bucks fan that was ejected from the game had video. He had video of the back and forth between him and Draymond Green. Draymond Green is a coward, he's a punk, and he's a liar. And it's been proven. And the Bucks are back in their fan. The investigation proves the fan didn't threaten him. Didn't threaten him at all. He said, we giving you a pass. we giving you a pass. No, we're giving you a pass. And it was back and forth. And he got tired of it. And he's talking about the punch that was thrown and all that kind of stuff. He said, I just was letting Green know that the city of Milwaukee hasn't forgotten about it. We don't condone bullying. Punching our guy. And that's what, that's what he was yelling back and forth. And Green didn't like it. What, to me... I think not only does Green owe this guy apology, I think the NBA should suspend him. 
He had a fan ejected because he's a punk-ass coward. That And he can go around punching his own teammate, but he can't take that from a fan? I I was, I was, I, I told you, I said that just, you don't go yelling that if you're sitting courtside. You just don't. And I thought, there's something more to this. And sure enough, it's nothing more than Draymond Green being Draymond Green and being a punk, being a liar and a punk. And, it, you know, Kerr is never going to suspend him. The NBA is never going to suspend him. He's just going to go do what he wants to do. But he's nothing more than a thin-skinned, candy-ass punk. And that's all he is. That's all he is. Do you agree, Ben? I don't disagree. I would not go as far <laughs> as to say he should be suspended. I would. He uh, had a fan thrown out for no reason. He had a fan thrown out of the game for no reason other than saying we're giving you a pass. How in the world? He lied about his life being threatened. Short of saying the guy called me the N-word, what else are you going to say? He had a fan ejected. He should not. He should be suspended for at least a game. My opinion. There you go. I, I just I think that's unbelievably egregious. I you know what? Start placing calls to the NBA front office. Let's see if we can't get the commissioner on. Just let's just start harassing them. Just saying, hey, we want to talk to you. 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 How can you have a fan ejected by a guy that said his life was threatened when it never was? And it's on video. And there's no apology. There's nothing. The Bucks apologized. The Bucks said, hey, we're backing this guy. Security backs this guy. Everybody backs this guy. I, you, a paying fan just giving you a little bit of great, what, no, no profanity, no nothing. And he gets ejected. That's terrible. So, uh, that being said, we have that going on. And then, uh, like I said, we're going to hear Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and uh, did you wake up today if you're a Packers fan and have a little more pep in your step? Did you have a little more excitement? Um, and, oh, uh, some other news. Uh, boy, we got a lot of stuff going on today. Some other news is that uh, the Jets quarterback will not be playing this weekend. Their newfound phenom, most likely out. The doctors will not sign off on it. He got the hell beat out of him last week, no doubt. Mike White... He got drilled on two or three different occasions, and uh, apparently they will not sign off on him to play this weekend. So as much as uh, he has, you know, kind of reinvigorated the Jets and their fan base, uh, it is. And did you hear who they're going with? Are they going with Joe Flacco instead of Zach Wilson, Ben? No, they're going with Zach Wilson. They're going with Zach Wilson? Okay, I wasn't sure. But I was thinking to myself, how bad do you? Ha- how much did you have to po your entire team not to be- to b- bring the backup to the backup in? Oh, that's there was- Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco. Come on now, right? I know, right? He's right up there with Nick Foles, uh, below Nick Foles, <laughs> but yes. Uh, but okay, so Zach Wilson's going to be the guy. Well, Zach Wilson at least has an opportunity then. He does, uh, but man, oh man, oh man. 877, Pac fan, you're right. Adam Silver's not taking that call. You know why? Because he's a gutless punk-ass coward, too. He always has been, always will be. I've liked some of the things he did early on, but since then, he is nothing more than a gutless figurehead. Um, <clears throat> Rick says White got folded in half. He did. 
I mean, he got eight up, eight up, big time, big time. What makes him gutless? The fact that he won't, he 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 doesn't make guys accountable. He doesn't hold guys accountable. Draymond Green now, two egregious thing, walks up, punches a guy in the face, doesn't get a suspension. It's okay. Go ahead. Do it. No big deal. This is what we're all about. You know, if we have aggression, go ahead and start swinging on somebody. That's one. And two, you had a fan, a paying fan ejected over a false claim. Over a fa- You lied. You said he threatened your life. Never threatened your life. Never came close to threatening your life. So you can just do whatever you want, have fans tossed out and everything, and it's okay with the NBA. There you go. Um... What else do we got? Uh, boy, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Like I said, uh, Roger spoke yesterday. We got a lot of sound out of the locker room from Mike Clemens yesterday. A lot of sound from yesterday. Got uh, some Aaron Rodgers stuff. Uh, what else do we get? Uh, some Aaron Jones stuff from yesterday, which is uh, good back and forth. And Aaron Jones, obviously, um, and some Rudy Ford stuff. Uh, but yesterday, uh, Aaron Jones talked a little bit about his nomination, about how much you know guys in that locker room like him and such, and you know his, and I'm talking about the uh, uh, being the, uh, you know, getting the nomination as the Packers nomination for the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. So uh, a lot of good stuff from Aaron Jones too. But uh, you wake up today and you got a little bit of positivity. You got just a little more hope. You got a little more, Lord, a little more thing. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Coming up next. Is Purdy rare air? <laughs> That's what they call a tease oh, using God. the Purdy word. Oh, you like that, Ben, didn't you? He's 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 pretty close to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Phil Michael show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. As always, hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show in the uh, snow globe that is outside. Inside, we're toasty, we're warm, we're thinking of sports, and uh, we're getting ready for the weekend. And I'm sitting here. Ben, are you involved in the, what is it, the Bahama Bowl? Are you watching that? Passively. Passively? Yeah, you've got UAB right now, 10-6 over um, the Miami of Ohio Redhawks. So we've got we've got Bahama football going on right now. You take it. You take it. 877-867-1670. Hit us up if you uh, would like to do so. Give us a shout. In the meantime, you got uh, Greg Beecham is on hold, and he uh, covers sports out in L.A. Uh, for the AP. Uh, Greg, how you doing? Doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. So are you, by any chance, are you traveling to, uh, to, to Green Bay for this game? I am not making the trip, unfortunately. There's too much going on back here, but as a guy who covered the Packers in 1999 and 2000, I know all about uh, December and Lambeau. So uh, I, I've had that experience in my life, and I, I, I can skip this one. It's okay. I was going to say, I wasn't quite sure if you had the, the remembrance of what it's like to be uh, in December and January when it comes oh, to it's, Wisconsin. It's a singular weather. experience. It's yes, great. it is. I, I love it. I'm just joking. I love it. But Let's, but uh, let's talk. 
No, I, I completely get it. Hey, if I had my druthers, I'd be uh, I'd be basking in a little bit warmer weather myself. <laughs> that that being said, the uh, they're basking in the glow of a win and of a kind of a weird reuniting of uh, McVeigh and Baker Mayfield. But does it last? I equate this to when Jeff Saturday gets his first win as a head coach, and then after that, reality comes crashing back in. Give me your thoughts on this team now. There's probably a little bit of that at play. I mean, it was a it was a big breath of fresh air to get Baker Mayfield in this team. It really lifted the spirits of guys who, not that they didn't believe in the other two backup quarterbacks behind Matthew Stafford, but you know, Baker Mayfield is clearly a guy who knows how to play this position at the highest level. There there became sort of a narrative around him in Carolina. It seemed like when he failed to win the starting job on a bad team that fired his coach, that he had somehow you know become an incompetent quarterback. Now he's still pretty good and he can do a lot of things even when he doesn't know a fraction of the playbook. And he came in and, you know, that game was headed to a loss, honestly, until, until the fourth quarter when they, when they got two drives together against the, against the Raiders' curious dis- defensive decisions. But the fact that he just has the ability to do that, even with a team with no real standout receivers at this point, with, with no Cooper Cup, with no Allen Robinson, is, is a huge boost and a, and a, huge, uh, a huge benefit to, to these guys. So the, so the mood is a lot lighter this week. Not that it was terrible before, but, but it, it, it's, a, it's a very mo- much more excited locker room, and they're really looking forward to this trip. After six straight losses, they get the win over the Raiders. It wasn't a spectacular win by any stretch. It was a come-from-behind win. But as we know here, it was an ugly win for the Packers to come back in the fourth quarter against the Bears, and then all of a sudden you've got this spark. What is it that McVay sees that, you know, uh, you know obviously the, the postseason's a, a foregone conclusion, not going to happen. So what does he see now for the remainder of the season? It's a chance to, uh, you know, to see to see what's possible. You don't you don't know what's possible with Baker Mayfield. A lot of things could happen in his career at this point. And you know, the Rams have no reason to tank. You know, they don't they don't own their first round pick, so they have no reason to, to go out and then just and just not really try that hard to win. They're trying their hardest to win, even though they don't they don't have a half of their players. It seems like most of the time. So you know what they're going to look at is, is is put Baker in position to succeed. See what he can do. Just let it go. They're playing with a lot of freedom. You know, there's there's not a lot on on the line for them. If they lose, they're expected to lose. So. They're gonna they're gonna go out and try what they can do and, and see see what Baker can do with this with this offense and how he fits into it and what he likes about it and then you know in five weeks seven weeks whatever they're gonna they're gonna look at at what the future might hold there's a, ch- a lot of chances a lot of different things that could happen and the the way to keep all those options open is to just let Baker cook and see what happens and that's that's appears to be what they're going to do that's what they did in the first game I and mean, with two days notice that's that's pretty impressive that he was able to get anything done at all and now he's had another week you know a full week of practice this week he studied the playbook he's us. Uh, Slept for a couple of days, he said, to rest up from the from the whirlwind of those five days. And now they're just they're just going to go out and let it loose. They're playing with a lot of freedom. That's a dangerous team, obviously, but they're also not a super talented team at this point. So you have to you have to weigh that factor with reality. What uh, what is at the end of the season for for the Rams? Uh, you know, there was always talk about McVeigh. Will he or will he not come back? Is this it for Matthew Stafford? And obviously, they sold their soul to try to get that championship, and it paid off for them. So maybe the rebuilds in order. What what does this team look like at the end of the season? Uh, there's a lot of different ways they could go. I think Sean is leaning towards coming back. I don't know that he was ever 100% going to leave. He's a super competitive guy. I don't know that he's at that point in his life where he could be turned away. Having said that, the money that Amazon was offering, by all accounts, is just silly. So, you know, there's there's at some point where you just have to face reality and take the money. But I don't think that's where they're at at this point. I think a, a losing season like this has made him even more determined to show that he knows what he's doing and, and to come back and get this done with a team that is maybe a little bit more sustainable than the last one was. Not that it's not, you know, it's not not terribly unsustainable. They still have a lot of great pieces in place. That's the thing about the Rams. They haven't completely fallen apart 
Where they've fallen apart is their mid-round draft picks have not hit with the consistency that they did in 2016, 2017, 2018. They, have, they made nine picks in 2020, and only five of them are still on the team, and only one of them is a pretty good contributor, Van Jefferson. That's where they've fallen apart, not in, not in sacrificing their entire, their entire roster depth for, for you know, the, the, the series of great players that they brought in from Von Miller and you know, everybody behind him. The, the place where they've fallen apart is they haven't drafted in the middle rounds as well as they used to. And if they can get back to that, they have a lot of draft picks coming up. There's a chance, you know, they could be right back in, 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 a, in a winning team contention next year. If not, if some things continue to go wrong, you know, they'll have to make choices and they'll have to rebuild and have to figure out what they want to keep and what they want to throw away. It seems like Sean McVay is going to be here for that, but nobody really knows what Sean McVay is thinking about that stuff. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But it seems like the odds are better than not that he's going to be back. Talking with Greg Beecham, at Greg Beecham over on Twitter. He covers L.A. sports uh, for the AP. So I wanted to ask you about uh, this Packers team. Coming in, the Packers have discovered Christian Watson. Their offensive line seems to be playing better. Rodgers is now feeling better with the broken thumb and having a couple of weeks off. The ribs are good. The run game has been okay. I mean, obviously their defense needs help. But beyond that, how do you stop the Packers now that they've discovered a downfield threat, the fact that they can run the ball, the fact that they have their weather? What does L.A. do well that counts? what the Packers can do honestly it's going to be tough I mean the, the bottom line is the Rams are here for the picking if the Packers execute and if they do what they need to do and if, if, if the things that have been working for them in the last few weeks continue to work then you know that they're down Aaron Donald almost certainly they're down Ashawn Robinson up front so their front, their defensive line is a shadow of itself it's missing its two best players uh, both the guys they thought were going to be edge, edge rushers to, to replace Von Miller have both been released in the last month that's how great they did and so they're they're going with with Michael Hoyt, who's an undrafted you know product of Brown University, rushing on on the end. He's a very interesting, very cool guy, but he's not a you know elite caliber defensive end edge rusher yet. Bobby Wagner's having an outstanding season in the middle. He's been as good as advertised, or even better. He's rejuvenated after a decade in Seattle. He's playing great. So if the Packers can stay away from from Bobby Wagner and maybe Jalen Ramsey, who's been inconsistent this year but still has elite talent, obviously. Uh, they're going to have a lot of opportunities to make a lot of plays. And if there's one thing we all know about Aaron Rodgers is that he knows how to uh, find the weaknesses and, and exploit them. So, you know, the, it's it's there for the Packers if they want it, if they can execute, if they can get it done, if they're serious about staying in, you know, remote playoff contention, however serious that may be. It, the Rams are there for them. The Rams are going to try their best. They've got a good scheme. Raheem Morris is a good defensive coordinator, very solid. But there's only so much they can do with the personnel they have, which is very average at most positions right now. Uh, real quick, uh, and I want to also ask you about this Packers defense because it has not been good. The tackling has been poor. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, they have a few weapons, like you talked about Baker Mayfield got it done without really having the benefit of a, of a high-profile guy like a Cooper Cup. But how do you see them attacking this Packers defense? Because the Packers really not good against the run, but their secondary has also been susceptible. I think the Rams will try to run the ball. I think it would make a lot of sense in the weather. I think it would make a lot of sense with, with finally having an offensive line with some cohesion. They're probably going to have the same starting offensive line for three straight weeks for the first time this year. After the first 12 games, they have 12 different starting combinations. That's That's been the source of all their problems. It's been the, the turnover on the offensive line before the season and then all the injuries during the season. So I think there's a good chance they will try to run the ball behind Cam Akers, behind uh, rookie Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame. I think I think that would be that would be the wisest thing in terms of uh, in terms of dealing with the weather and in terms of putting Baker in positions to succeed off, off the play action, off run pass options, that kind of thing. And uh, I think they can you know they could probably run against the Packers. Almost everybody is able to run against the Packers if they do it properly. But you know they, they do not have an, a great offensive line. At least they have a solid offensive line now. Cam Akers has not had a great season, but he's healthy and he's he's eager to run. 
And so if they, if they can get something going on the ground, which they have at, at times this season, they've been a terrible rushing offense mostly, but a lot of that's because they were behind and they had to throw the ball a lot. So if they can get that moving, then that'll set up op- opportunities for Baker Mayfield to pick out spots he wants to exploit and matchups he wants to exploit downfield. I think they've got a chance to, to do some stuff, and, and the trouble is they got to keep up with the Packers' offense. So I, it's, it, there could be more points in a, in a cold cold uh miserable day in, in lambo than most people think because it seems like both these offenses have a, a lot of reason and motivation to get it, to get out ahead so we'll see what happens but i'm, I'm curious to see what the, how they approach it but running seems like a good idea to me they play in the nfc west and the games that i've seen uh, so far this season with the exception of maybe i think the seahawks but that was they, they haven't played the seahawks on the road yet this is the only real cold weather game they're going to face until they get to denver correct I mean, no, wait a yeah, minute. Denver's going to be actually at SoFi, so this, uh, this, year, this yeah, is the, only their cold weather game, yeah. Yeah, Seattle is January 9th, and it's cold in Seattle, but it's not Green Bay cold. So, yeah, they've had very few cold, cold weather, serious cold weather games altogether since Sean McVay got here. We were talking to Aaron Donald the year or two before year two before this when they were going to Green Bay. I guess it, was, it wasn't the playoff game. It was the one last year, maybe. And he, he said he'd never honestly really played in a snow game before, even though he's from Pittsburgh. He had never actually, you know, had to suit up in that kind of thing. That's how lucky they've been with the weather in the, in the NFL. He'd never played in college or in pros. So this is a test that they don't know a lot about. I mean, some of those guys are from cold weather, you know, schools, but a lot of them are not. And so uh, they've, been, they've been a little bit, you know, a little bit of macho posturing, Bobby Wagner and, and tight end Tyler Higby are both like, oh, we're not wearing sleeves, you know, no sleeves. It's a personal thing. We're not going to do it. But uh, Bobby's, Bobby's line yesterday was that if, if the quicker you make a play, the quicker you can get back to the heaters. That's the advice he gives to his young, young teammates. So we'll see if they take it. <laughs> well, you know from being in this area, when you start thinking about the cold, you're beat, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, the, the gets, fact gets that they're always talking about making a play and getting off the field back to the heaters, is that doesn't bode <laughs> real well. <laughs> they, they were asked about it, to be fair. They were asked directly about it, and Bobby came up with a funny line. So we'll see how they do. <laughs> right, yeah, no doubt. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Uh, look forward to talking to you soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. Great to talk to you. You too, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That uh, That is Greg Beecham, and he works with the AP out in uh, – out in uh, Los Angeles, covers L.A. sports and uh, obviously giving us the lowdown as to what's going on uh, with the Rams. And he does not have, does not sound confident at all. It's not like, you know, many people saying, hey, the Packers are going to struggle with the Rams in some way, shape, or form. Don't, I don't see it. I mean, he doesn't see it. He's like, this is not a good team. They're unbelievably banged up. They don't have a lot going for them right now. Uh, their depth chart just looks, you know, like a, it, it's a mess. Matthew Stafford on the IR, Cooper Cup on the IR, Koski on the IR, Allen Robinson on the IR, you know, Jacob Harris on the IR, David Edwards on the IR. You know, I can go on and on and on. Uh, Brewer Chandler on the IR or at right guard. I mean, you know, Robinson Oshon, um on the IR. Uh, Jordan Fuller on the IR. I mean, you can just go through that whole list of guys that they've got uh, – you know, obviously, uh, Brian Allen, the center, is questionable. And, you know, Joe, uh, Ernest Jones, questionable. And a lot of guys are banged up on this team, man. Big. So He did sound Baker, more confident about Baker than I yes. thought. Mm-hmm. Where the mood inside the building might be that he actually could bring a lot. Maybe I, it's recency bias to think <laughs> that he's struggling. 
I really wonder, and I and I said this yesterday, I wonder how much, because, you know, the story of Baker Mayfield and Sean McVay on the plane, I mean, McVay wanted to talk to him and then finally said, okay, enough of this, let's talk football, and started picking his brain and talked about, you know, macho toughness and a man's man and going on and on and just heaping this this large amount of praise on Baker Mayfield. And on one hand, you're trying to build up your quarterback because you want to win games. I understand it. But you wonder how much of that is, you know, they've, you know, Cleveland misused this guy. Carolina misused this guy. We, we've got him. I know how to use this guy. I wonder how much of that is genuine enthusiasm or just trying to hype up a guy that has kind of been on and off at best in his last couple of destinations. You know, you wonder how good. Baker Mayfield can be with Sean McVay or if Sean McVay is just blowing a whole lot of smoke, just trying to get his guys to buy in, to believe a little bit and maybe give them at least a shot to get, you know, a couple of wins down the stretch here. So, and he's right. They don't have a first round draft choice. So it's not like you're playing for, you know, the, the number one or number two guy, you know, maybe for a quarterback down the road, you're not doing that. You're just trying to win some football games. Uh, 877-867-1670, If you want to find us, do it. Love to have you. Um, and, and let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming at you right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.